Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Fitness Funner podcast. Last week we looked at the all-important protein in our diet and how to determine how much you really needed. This week, as we continue our topic of nutrition, we're going to look at fat. You know, when it comes to nutrition, a lot of people think fat's a four-letter word. That just means they can't spell. Anyway, a lot of people assume that fat makes you fat simply because, and I know this is going to sound like a tongue t- twister, fat makes you fat because it's already fat and it doesn't have to be changed, so it can be stored simply as fat and make you fatter, which doesn't really bear out. Fat is digested and utilized by the body just like everything else based on whether you have enough, too much, or not enough. Fat is an essential nutrient for your body. Fat does really two things in the body. One is it's used to make up some of your body structures, and two, it's used for energy. Now, we always think about the energy part, and we're constantly trying to figure out ways to burn more of our fat, but fat is absolutely necessary for us to have. Back in the early 1900s, there was even a phrase coined called rabbit starvation, which referred to people who could only find rabbits to eat. So they thought they were eating plenty and they weren't going to starve, but they started having very negative effects as their body just ran out of fat to build the structural things that it was needed for. So speaking of the structural things, what in our body is made out of fat other than, of course, our belly rolls and things that we're trying to get rid of? One of the most important things is over 60% of your brain is fat. Now, I'm not insulting you. I mean, it's just everybody. More than 60% of our brain is fat. And it has been determined fairly recently that one of the biggest things that determines how well your brain functions is the dietary fats that you feed it so it can continue to make new highly functioning brain cells. Also, fat acts as a, an insulator around our nerves which allows the nerves to carry information quicker and with less loss of information. So that's another thing that's really important. And every one of the cells in your body is completely surrounded by a little bitty layer of fat, uh, phospholipid is what it's called. That helps determine what comes into and goes out of your cells, which would explain why eating certain kinds of fats will increase one's uh, resistance to glucose And also eating certain kinds of fat will make one more sensitive to insulin and be able to take in glucose better. So it's obvious that controlling the kind of fat that you take in will have a major impact on every cell in your body, which makes a major impact on your overall health. So let's look at how much fat you need in a day. And it varies by activity level. It varies by whatever. But if you're taking in a 2,000 calorie diet, which is said to be the average, and you get 20 to 35% of your daily calories from fat, which you should, then that turns out to be about uh, between 44 and 78 grams of fat, or about a quarter of a cup of fat. Now, most people, if I were telling them that you need to eat a quarter of a cup of fat every day, would completely gross out, because we've been told that eating fat is bad for us. But eating fat is not bad for us. Eating fat is good for us. It's pretty much that eating saturated fat is bad for us. So let's go into the different kinds of fat. The three basic types of fat that we're going to talk about for this, I mean, when you get in your blood, you got your cholesterols, you got your triglycerides, you got all that. We're not going to go into that. We're going to talk about more of the dietary fats. The first one is saturated fats. What that means is all the way down at 
every place that you could put a hydrogen atom, you've got a hydrogen atom. It's completely full. These are usually animal fats, not always. They're usually um, solids at room temperature. Once again, not always. And they're usually not good for you. They're the ones that help cause you to have heart attacks. They're the ones that we always shy, be told to shy away from, that creep you out. Oh, my gosh, if I eat this, I'm going to have a heart attack. You go into the place that's got the heart attack burger. So, you know, we get really worried. And they're the ones that have given fat such a really bad rap. Well, almost the ones have given fat such a really bad rap. The next one is trans fats. They're ones, now trans fats occur in nature and they're not very, they're not as bad for you, but there are some that man has figured out a way to make a liquid fat into a solid fat because it makes it much easier to work with whenever you're baking and it saves longer. So they chemically alter them and I'm not getting into all the chemistry, but it's called a trans fat and they're not bad they're really bad so they've even been required to list trans fats on the labels so try to avoid trans fats then there's unsaturated fats and there's two kinds of unsaturated fats monounsaturated fats which means there's one place that you could put another hydrogen atom and there's polyunsaturated fats which means there's more than one place the unsaturated fats are much better for you Everybody knows that olive oil is good for you. It's a monounsaturated fat. Your polyunsaturated fats, the two that we hear most about, you hear omega-3 and omega-6. We get plenty of omega-6 fats in our diet. We do not get plenty of omega-3 fats in our diet. The ratio that we should be getting is somewhere between 4 grams of omega-6 to every 1 gram of omega-3. Or even better, 4 grams of omega-3 to every 1 gram of omega-6. What most of us get is 16 grams of omega-6 to every 1 gram of omega-3. And that's causing some health problems. Having the right balance of omega-3 is good for your heart. It's good for your brain. It's good for your eyes. It's good for your skin. And it's good for your mood. Uh, it helps prevent depression, anxiety. So, conversely, not having the right ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 can be bad for your heart, your brain, your eyes, your skin, and your mood. But hey, this is supposed to be making fitness funner. That sounded kind of depressing. So where can we get some of these good fats? Where can we get some omega-3s? Well, we always know you always take the fish oil supplement or you eat cold water fish, you eat the good fatty fish, which is great if you like fish. But I know a lot of people that don't like fish. So where else do you get it? Well, nuts are a really good source of uh, your omega-3s. So you know, keep some nuts around to snack on. Grass-fed beef is another one. Now, I know everybody says, oh, wait, you can't eat red meat. It's got way too much saturated fat. It's going to give you a heart attack. Well, grass-fed beef is lower in saturated fat than grain-fed beef. Now we talked about your ratios. Grass-fed beef has a, about a 2 to 1 ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s, whereas grain-fed beef has about a 7 to 1 ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s. So grass-fed beef actually qualifies as a source of omega-3s. Avocados are another good source. And actually, if you like, um, it's really good to put a slice of avocado or a little bit of guacamole on your burger, and that would make it an even better source of omega-3s. But anyway, you can have your chips and guacamole and you think, I'm eating something healthy because you're getting in your fats. They're healthy fats and you're getting in your omega-3s. Free-range eggs are another good source of omega-3s. And if you want to look online, you can find a myriad of sources of your omega-3s that would add healthy fats to your diet. 
Now, the real downside here and the thing that I need to caution you about is every time we hear that something is really good for our health, we get tempted to say, oh, well, we need to eat more of that. And you do need to eat more of that, but you need to eat that instead of something else. Fats are very, very high in energy. They've got twice as many calories per gram as protein does or as carbohydrates. So if you add a little bit of fat to your diet, it's like adding a lot, uh, twice as much of carbohydrates or protein as far as the actual calorie balance. And remember, if you eat it and you don't burn it, you're going to sit on it. So you got to keep that in mind. We've got to keep our calories in and our calories out balanced if we don't want to have an excess weight problem in the future. And yes, that does mean that you can have a good cheeseburger from grass-fed beef and call it health food or chips and guacamole and call it health food. So I hope that does help to make your fitness a little funner this week. Tune in next week and we're going to delve into some surprise benefits of exercise more than what we naturally think of. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.